Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I'm with Paul Levington. He is a podcaster, health coach, mindset coach. You do a lot of different things, Paul, but for my audience that doesn't really know you well, tell us a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, awesome. Uh, So again, my name is Paul Levitin. I am a health and happiness coach, and I have a brand and a company called the Healthy Happy Human Academy, where I do health and wellness coaching, as well as podcasting, educational stuff, but everything around helping people live healthier, happier lives. And I started that not really knowing that that would be what I would end up doing. I started as a personal trainer and as a nutrition coach for many years. And I did that with a lot of success and had a lot of fun doing it for a long time. And then after a while, you know, through doing personal training and coaching for so long, you know, I thought that that was like the end all be all. I was like, okay, like let's get people fit and let's get people strong and let's get people healthy. And like that was, you know, that, that, that is something I'm still very passionate about. But after seeing so many people and I would see all these like before and afters of like, you know, personal trainers posting their like client transformations or their transformations. And I would train people. I trained, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people and I had great success. But for every person that was successful, there were nine that weren't, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, well, what am I doing something wrong or is the, the industry lying? And that's what I figured out. It really wasn't that I was doing something wrong. It really is just that most people don't get those results, right? Like we can post before and after it's the same thing as a business coach who, who, who talks about like their client who got a hundred thousand dollars in sales in the first month. They don't tell you about the hundred clients who paid for their coaching and never did anything with it. Right. And I just saw this huge disconnect in, in the industry and in the world between you know, what is out there in terms of health and fitness and wellness and what people are getting. And, you know, it, that would be okay if it wasn't something that I believe in my heart of hearts that is necessary, which is health, happiness, wellness. You know, this is not like a, a, a luxury good. This is a necessity to me, you know? And, and so I pivoted my career, my job, my, everything that I do, instead of just being about, okay, let me get people a six pack abs. It was, how do I get people to live a healthy, happy life? And so, you know, fitness is a part of that because I, again, health is in the, in the title, but it's not, again, it's not about six packs or big arms anymore. It's about just a a holistic, whole, well-rounded life from physical fitness to mental health, to, just again, general happiness to financial freedom, all of these things that go into living a well-rounded life. And so, yeah, I mean, I've, I created a podcast, I created a a education platform and just work to help people find that. No, I love that. It's, it's nice because like you said, you'll see the business coaches and they give you just the best. You'll see the fitness coaches that give you just the best. What I like about you from meeting you and following some of your content is you genuinely care about people. That's what I get from you. You're not in it just to make money like a lot of coaches and people sometimes come across that. Um, so with people starting out, say they're on their fitness journey, they're, they want to transform. And most people might see the outside stuff. Do you start with them on like a physical thing or do you go dig in a little bit deeper and talk to them more like on like, hey, let's just do the like a whole package because... I like food is a huge drug. I know people use, but that's not really always the cause. Right. Yeah. So that, that's the thing. And this is where my own personal struggle in terms of business is that like, I know what people need and what people need is a complete rewire of their, of their mental state, you know, and, but what people want is 
to lose 20 pounds to, you know, to look yep. to six pack <laughs> So it's, you know, and, and marketing, there's the old, the old, uh, saying, give them what, uh, sell them what they want, give them what they need, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that, that's a lot of what I do. And, and, and that's, it's like people think they need one thing, but they, what they really need is, is another thing. So people will come to me for weight loss, for he- general health. At this point in my, uh, in my career, I tend to work with people who, are not looking for that level of fitness. You know, I don't really want, if I, I don't really want to work with a a 22 year old who wants giant biceps, what I'm looking for is, is the, you know, a, a lot of times it's parents because parents have reached a level of understanding of like, there's something more to life and people who are looking for health in general, right? It's like, okay, like, yes, it would, it's nice to look nice, but really the, 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 the benefit I'm looking for is to live a healthier life, right. Is to have more energy. It's to wake up in the morning and not, and not take an hour to get out of bed and get going mm-hmm. or to re- reach the end of my work day and still have energy to spare so I can play with my kids. Um, but, but all of that is to say, no matter what, when I'm starting with someone, I, the first thing we're working on is mindset, right? The first lesson in my, my course. So I have a few different courses. So I have one course called mindset shift. And the very first lesson is about self-talk and you know, that that's, you know, it's because everything is about what do we, what is going on in here, mm-hmm. right? I start a lot of people with, you know, their perfectionism is another huge one or finding your why, right? The very first episode of my podcast is find your why. And I go, I send every person that I work with. I just go, I tell them I, I have 60 some odd episodes of my podcast right now. I send them all the way back to episode one and go, you don't have to listen to all of them, but you have to start here and, and start with episode one because finding your why is the most important thing. So now it doesn't matter if you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to have a six pack, if you're looking to run a, a run a marathon, if you're looking to compete in CrossFit, why, right? Yeah. What, how do I deal with perfection? Am I going to be the person who schedules five days of a week, five days a week at the gym? And then I miss a day and then I go, well, screw it. The whole week is gone. Whereas I could, you know, where I can still hit four days, but because I have that all or nothing black or white thinking in my head, I just kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. So those are the type of things. It's like, it doesn't seem related to fitness or health or, or whatever, but it all is linked. I, I say a lot on my podcast, everything is the same, right? Whether again, that's why, that's why I, I've just taken a step back because it's like, I don't have to talk about fitness. I have to talk about this type of stuff. And then you can take that and that can be fitness. That can be nutrition. That can be relationships. That can be building your business. That can be literally anything because this is, this is where it all starts. Yeah. And, and, and I like that because success leaves clues. Like you mentioned the wide thing. And I'll tell you a quick story. Like I used to be bigger. I used to be overweight. We went to Disney. I walked around with the kids and my wife was like all fit and doing all the stuff because she had already went on her fitness journey. And I'm like, who's the fat man? And I had my epiphany. I had my why. Now this was three years ago. Now I'm not trying to, like you said, I don't want to have six pack abs. I don't want to put that much work into it, but I do want to be healthy. I want to be able to hang out with my kids. I want to be able to take my wife on a date and not look like the fat man in the clown suit. I mean, I'm not there so I can say it now, but at the time, you know, I was looking at myself going boom. And then I love what you said about the mindset shift because that plays into everything from sales to business to how you view things. And I think people just want a band-aid when in reality, they need to have, they need to love themselves. I think that's a huge thing, especially, and let me ask you this, because you deal with a lot of people. Do you think it's harder for men or women to actually admit that they need to love themselves? Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. I mean, honestly, people ask me a lot, who do I work with more, what men or women? It's literally been 50-50 my whole career, even from mm-hmm. personal training and everything. And it's both groups have their own issues, right? So you, a lot of people would think that it's women because women are, are you know, are 
played to a lot and in, in, in marketing and in advertisements and to be size zero and stuff like that. But guys get it just the same, right? From, yeah. from action figures to Arnold Schwarzenegger to like, you know, again, oh, dad bods and beer bellies and stuff like that. It's, it's all the same stuff. And that's why, again, it, it goes, it, it goes a level deeper than that. I don't have to talk about sexes, about men or women, because this is human stuff, right? Mm-hmm. This is, this is a deep evolutionary thing of like, comparison, right? So, so again, the, the comparison trap, why do we, why are we so unhappy? Cause we compare ourselves to others, right? We compare ourselves. I see you with your successful business and you used to be bigger, right? Maybe, I, maybe we haven't seen each other in a few years. You're an old friend of mine. And the last time I saw you, like you said, you were 50 pounds heavier. Now I see you again, you're 50 pounds lighter and I'm not, I'm still, I'm still the, the, the fat guy. And I'm like, Whoa, you know, like Joe, what this isn't, you know, mm-hmm. and I start comparing myself. This is not a me thing or a you thing. This is a human thing. This is yeah. an evolutionary thing. This is evolutionary biology. You know, this is how you know the the the, the we are tri- we are tribal creatures at the end of the day. So we, how do you you know how do you know who's successful in the tribe? You 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 quickly look at them. You sum them up. You give them a quick scan. You see their their, their physical fitness, right? I'm, I'm going back, you know, fifty thousand, yeah. hundred thousand years and yeah. evolution here. But there's a reason for all this stuff. So it's not good or bad or right or wrong. It just is. But now we have to understand it because we live in a world where that is not the case anymore, right? We live in a world where advertisers take advantage of that evolutionary mechanism and plaster us with, with, with magazines and with billboard ads. And then we have Facebook ads and then we have, you know, scrolling on Instagram and we have all these things. So whether you're, you know, women, it's different because mm-hmm. women see one thing and men see one thing and men, you know, the, 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 the media that we take in is slightly different, but the, underlying issue is the same. So, you know, we, we both deal with it just in, in different ways. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so how do we fix that? Like how, cause it's not just, cause here's the thing I've been through the whole where I've worked out then I didn't work out where I felt good about myself when I didn't feel good about myself. And I've come to the point where I realized I have to be happy with me. But that's been a lot of training, some therapy, like stuff. I put some work in. Mm-hmm. How would you, someone just comes to you and says, hey, Paul, I need help. How would you start to help them? Right. So, I mean, it's exactly that, right? The, it's, it's, this is the, the, the crux of the issue. And one, I, I always preface this by saying, if I had an answer for this, I would be a very rich man. You know, if there was, if I could just say, oh, just follow this. I mean, that's, that's right. There is problem. Number one is people want a simple answer for a solution for a thing that is not simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Again, if someone comes to a business coach and goes, Hey, what are the keys to b- becoming a billionaire? It's like, I mean, yes, I could break it down into work hard every day and make sure that you know your target market. And like, and like, theoretically, those are the things that make you a successful business person, you know, cold call every day and make sure you're doing your, whatever the things are, but it's like that nothing guarantees anything. And we want it to be all or nothing. We want it to be black or white. We want it to be this or that. Just tell me what to do, right? Going back to health or fitness, just tell me what to eat. Just tell me the exercise to do. But we all know that every human body is different, right? So it's like 10 people can do the same exact diet, the same exact workout routine and get 10 different results. Again, and coming back to why it's not just as simple as that. But to your question about like, what do I actually do? We have to understand that coming to that conclusion that, that you came to is where you, ha- where I have to, where I have to get everyone to, which this is the, the hard battle, which is that you will not be happy. The thing that you think is going to make you happy is not going to make you happy, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the body, the six, the six pack, the, the money in the bank account, the, the trophy wife, whatever the thing is that you're searching for, if you're searching for external validation, external happiness, it's, it's not going to be there. Right. And we know this because billionaires kill themselves every day. Right. And rich people get divorces and 
There are home, you'll walk by a homeless guy with a dog on the street, smiling bigger than you ever have on your, on your, as you rush home from your, from your seven figure job. So it's like, there's no rhyme or reason to this stuff. And it's, it's not as simple as like, okay, when I get this, then I'll be good because it's not same thing. You know, I, I, I went through this experience myself. This is how I learned this. And this is why it's tough. I think that a big part of this is that, you know, it's easy for me to say, right. I'm a young, good looking, financially pretty well off white guy with tattoos and muscles and stuff like that. So for me to say like, it doesn't matter what you look like, just, just love yourself. People are like, well, you know, fuck off, you know, like you, you, yeah. you know, like it's easy for you to <laughs> yep. say, right. But I had to go through this journey on my own because when I first became a personal trainer, I was like, all right, I'm going to have six pack, no matter what, you know, like if I'm going to be selling people a six pack, like I'm going to get, I never had a, I was never like an athletic kid. I was never super fat. I was just like a little chubby kid. I ate, you know, I drank too much soda. I ate too much pizza in high school, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but when I became a personal trainer, I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to become, to get a six pack, to be ripped. And, you know, for, it took me like four months of no alcohol, no eating out. And when I say no eating out, I mean, nothing that I didn't cook myself went into my body. Like there, no, there were no, no birthday dinners, no, no barbecues that summer working out two times a day, cardio, all that. Like, it was just like, it was punishment, but I, mm-hmm. I had a goal. Right. And, you know, I got to that point. It took me, it took me a few months. I had a horrible summer. Like I didn't go, I didn't had no social life. I had all this yeah. stuff. And I got to the point and I looked at myself, I had the abs I had. And it was like, no, streamers drop down from the sky. No, nope. no girls <laughs> drop their panties for me. No, like nope. nothing. If, if anything, I looked at Macy. I look back at pictures from, from that time now. Like I had abs, but my face looked like I was going through chemo. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. crazy. You know, like people would literally come up to me and they'd be like, they'd be like, yo, what's the matter with you? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's the matter? They're like, you just look angry. It was cause I haven't had a carb in six months yeah. and my, my, I have no energy, you know? So all that sacrifice, again, I learned at that point, I was like, oh, this isn't worth it but I had to go on that journey myself. And I've had guys who come to me for six pack abs and I tell them that story and they go, no, that's right. I still want the six pack, you know? So they have to go, they have to find that journey themselves. But it, you know, that, that's the sad thing. It's the same thing with money, right? It's like, it's very easy when you have money to say money doesn't buy happiness. Tell mm-hmm. that to someone who's struggling to put food on the table for their family. And yeah. you know, it, it, you, you can't do that. Right. So, there, and there's a difference between like that, between like, okay, there's money that doesn't buy happiness where it's like going from $150,000 in the bank to $250,000 in the bank doesn't is, you know, it's what they call marginal utility versus going from having no money to being able to pay your bills that that's a lot of utility. So yeah, it's just getting to you. You can't really, I don't think explain that to someone or you can't force that on someone, right? You get into hold, you can leave the horse to water type deal. Mm-hmm. But what I try to do is just make people aware to, and me that to what I teach three steps to change in any form. Again, I go, go, this is not fitness. This is not edu- uh, wellness. This is not nutrition. This is anything. And the first step of ch- in the change loop I call is awareness. Right? You have to be aware of the problem or of the situation. It doesn't even have to be a problem. You just have to be awareness. Most people walk around not, uh, not aware of what's going on. We just walk around in this fog yep. that we just don't know. Once you're aware of it, then you can make a conscious decision at least. Then you're at least in the fight. Okay. Then after awareness, then we have education. Okay. Now I'm aware that the, that the, the problem exists. Now I have to be educated on, okay, what can I do about this? Because before I didn't even know it. I didn't even know that it was a, a problem that needed to be solved. Then once I get educated on, okay, what are some potential things? So, you know, so let's, you, we, if we use, I know that uh, your audience is, you know, a lot of business, maybe marketers or type, right? So mm-hmm. when I first became a personal trainer, right? I got hired as a personal trainer because I thought that I was like, all right, look, I, I literally went to school for business. My, my degree is in business administration and communications. I have a double major, but I, when I graduated, I didn't want to do that. So I was like, okay, let me do something that I like. I'll be a personal trainer because at least then I get to be fit and work out and like do that as a job. Little did I know that personal training is just a sales job. 
right? You don't yep. get paid to work out. You get paid to sell training. Right. So that was my awareness piece. I realized I got hired as a trainer, all happy to like go and train people. And it's like, I don't have anyone to train because I don't know how to sell training. So now I became aware of the problem. Like, oh, I need to be a salesman, even mm -hmm. though that's not what I signed up to do. The education piece became now it's like, okay, now I have to actually learn about sales. So that's when I started to read, you know, different books. I read, you know, Grant Cardone and this guy and that guy and the seller be sold and you know, uh, never split the difference and negotiation tactics yep, and all yep. these different books. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yep. And that was step two. But the third step is action. So it's awareness, education, action. So I, I had to become aware of the problem because at first I didn't even know. I thought I was like, oh, I'm just going to be a personal trainer and people are going to hire me because I said that I'm a personal trainer, right? It's the same thing as people who open a business and post on Facebook, like, hey, guys, I have a business and think that money is just going to start flooding in. Through the, down, you know, yeah. Right, right. Just, just start. Be, oh, people. Yeah, I have friends. They'll support me. Nope. Sorry to tell you, people, your friends do not give a shit about you, you know, and like, then we have to learn. Okay, let me learn some SEO. Let me learn some Facebook ads. Let me learn what, whatever the thing is that. But then all the learning in the world doesn't do anything for me if I don't take action. Mm hmm. Right. And again, it's the same thing with fitness It's the same thing with diet. It's the same thing with nutrition. I can know, I can know all about the ketos and the carbs and the this and the that, but if I'm still at the end of it every day, eating a tub of ice cream, it's not going to make a difference. I can know all the best squat versus deadlift variations, but if I'm not doing the work, I'm not going to get it. So it's first, I have to help someone become problem aware. Then I have to educate them on what are the possible solutions that they can take and then guide them to take action and understanding that I can help with the first two parts, but the last part is always on them. Right. And that's where I come in as a coach. I would say I'm not, it's like a guide on the side, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like a tour guide in a foreign country, right? I might, I can help you. I can help you not get lost on your way to the destination, but it's still your journey. It's still your thing that I'm just there along with you. It's still your very much your trip though. Yeah. And what I love about what you were saying, that was a few things. One, I agree with you. People want a quick fix do it for me instead of having to go through the journey. But like you said, at the end of the day, they're not happy with it because it's not really what they wanted. They thought they wanted it. And then having those steps in places, I liked how you said that with the coaching part that, you know, you guide them, but they still have to make the choices, do the actions. And I was talking with a friend before and it, it's in anything you do. Success is boring. Mm -hmm. It's doing the correct things over and over again. A lot of people don't like it, but if you want to be healthy, you're going to have to do certain things. Mm -hmm. If you want to make money, like you said, you had to learn how to sell because you were going to be doing training. You have to learn the process. If you want to have a good relationship, you're going to have to take your wife or husband or whoever out on a date, do the things that work with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think it goes a little bit deeper and, and, and I want to pick your brain on this. So I think maybe a lot of people have ideas because of marketing all of what they should make them happy but they really don't know what makes them happy. And I think there's a journey with that, that you have to go on. Have you gone through that process or? Yeah, 100%. Exactly that. I mean, we, we are fed what, what is the ideal life. This so again, the, it's, it's the white picket fence with the, this and the, or right now it's really hot to be an entrepreneur, right? Yes. Everyone wants to be a bit, be a business owner, be an entrepreneur. It's like, People always ask me about that. Do I want to be an entrepreneur? It's like, I am an entrepreneur, but I'm an entrepreneur because I have to be not because I want to like people. I like, like Gary V is like, I just knew I just had to be an entrepreneur. It's like, I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> like I would love to get hard paid work. A pay. I, yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard work. It's not, it's not all that. Oh, wake up and work from a laptop on the beach and, and do all this. Like, it's like, again, we, we get, we get, you, you get sold an idea, a dream, right? And that's the same thing with fitness, right? Why did you get sold the idea? Oh, six pack abs and all the girls or big butt. And you know, all the, the, whatever the thing is. But it, it very rarely is that it's the day in, day out hard work of 
exactly like you said, whether it's fitness, whether it's building a business, whether it's a relationship, right? Having those hard conversations with your wife or with your with your husband, where you're, it's like you want to just say, oh, and just go go to bed angry, but you need to have that hard conversation and do the thing each day, not once, not twice, but every single day. You know, I was having a conversation with my one of, one of my clients just yesterday, and. I was talking about, you know, he has, he had some injury that he's trying to recover from. And, you know, he was just basically saying, he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, it's just so frustrating because I've been, you know, uh, like the dieting thing, I, I finally got that piece. And like, now I'm, I'm doing like the rehab recovery, but he's also working on his business. He's like, and it's just like, it's just all, it's just, it's just a lot more than I thought it was going to be. And I was just like, you're right. That, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You're 100% <laughs> right. That, 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 100%. Yep. It's a lot. And it's, and it's never going to stop. You know, uh, one of my, one of my favorite authors is uh, Seth Godin, uh, mm-hmm. if you, you know, you know, purple cow and a whole bunch of other, you know, this is marketing. And one of his, he has a thing where he, he says like, you got to chop the wood and carry the water every single day. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. You got to wake up tomorrow. You got to chop the wood. You got to carry the water. And like, that just resonates with me so much because it's like, it does not matter. It's like, I, I ate right today yep. and I worked out and I did all my business stuff and I, I, I checked all my boxes. I go to sleep. What do I have to do tomorrow? Got to eat right today. Got to do all my business. stuff. got to check all my boxes. And then what do I win a prize? Nope. I get to do it again tomorrow. And that's life, you know, and mm-hmm. it's frustrating because people want and end. they don't, they don't like that. That's not an answer. We like closed loops as humans, right? Again, this yep. goes back to yep. psychology. This goes back to evolution. We don't like open loops. We like, if I do a, then I get B for mm-hmm. sure. Right. If I do this, then I do this. And this is why, you know, I, I say this to my, you know, this is why this is the crux of everything. Anything that you will not do, whether it's building a business, whether it's getting healthy, it's because there's a level of uncertainty there. Right. If I told you, with 100% certainty, say, hey, I can guarantee 100%, no chance that this doesn't happen, that if you do X, Y, and Z every day for the next 365 days, you will have a $100 million business. I guarantee you will do whatever those things are. If I told you 100%, if you eat this food and do this workout with 100% certainty for the next year, you will have your dream body. Guarantee that you will have it. But there is no guarantee in life. And so what you, what happens is you start doing the things and you go, I know I'll probably get that result, but what if I don't, what if I do all this hard work and I don't get anything? And what if I do all this hard work and all my friends look at me and they laugh at me and they say, Oh, look, look at all you did. And you didn't get anything. And you're still fat or you're still broke. And we start to have those, these little mm-hmm. negative thought gremlins that come in our head. And that's what gets us to quit. If, the, if any, if everything was guaranteed, we'd be able to do it. It's the uncertainty that leads us to quit. So what we can do, what we need to do is have faith, right? And I'm not talking this in a religion sense. I'm talking this, I have to have faith in the fact that like, I need to believe that the route that I'm on is going to lead me to the destination that I want. Mm-hmm. And that is why things like having a mentor, a coach, that's why social proof is so, is so powerful, right? Because it's like, if I'm just telling you, Hey, do my diet and you're going to lose 20 pounds. You might be like, who the fuck is this guy? But yeah. if I say, Hey, do my diet and you're gonna lose 20 pounds. And here's 200 people who are who are doing, who did that diet and lost 20 pounds. Now you go, okay, now I have a little bit of faith. Now I have a little bit more certainty in that thing. So I need to have certainty in the thing that I'm doing, but that's a paradox because nothing is certain in life. Right. So now we get to the real, it's like, I want you, you need to be certain to, to stick to the thing, but we can never be certain about anything because all the best laid plans get thrown out the window when a global pandemic happens, when, right. when whatever, a million different things happen. So it's, you know, we, we live in this world of like, we need certainty, but we can never have it. So again, that's why things like having a mentor, having a coach, right. When you're, when you're paying a coach, when someone pays me, what they're basically paying me for is the certainty that I have, mm-hmm. right. 
someone who's never worked out before, they're like, oh, well, I don't really know what to do if I go to the gym. I don't really know, like, should I be doing cardio? Should I be doing this? Should I be, I know, right? So you're, pay- you're paying for my certainty. So mm-hmm. I can go, nope, if you do this, this, and this, you will get the result. Well, oh, I don't know how to, how to, what books, whatever, like that, that's what a mentor does. And that's why the pe- all the most successful people will always talk about having mentors, having masterminds, having coaches and things like that, because they're borrowing the certainty. It's, you know, the, 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 your network is your net worth type of deal. And you're like that type of thing is you need to get out of that paradox of being like, well, I don't know if it, I, 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 I only want to do it if I can be perfect, but I can't be perfect. So I never do it. Yeah. You unloaded a bunch <laughs> of knowledge, there, which is great. So I'm going to kind of Sorry. summarize. Sorry, One, yeah. I agree I with to you. talk a lot. I get into oh, uh, my fine. New York City mode and I, I just go off. <laughs> no worries. I love it. Uh, one thing you mentioned was a lot of people like the idea of being the entrepreneur. They just don't understand the work and the not sexiness that comes with it. it it's just like anything else. You need to fall in love with and build your life by design and be happy with you because everything else is superficial and it's like the grass is greener over there. Well, yeah, you're just not in that shit. You're in your shit. That's what's throwing you off. And then mentoring and networking for me, I have found it's been probably one of the best things to do because like I started out doing sales. I would go and find someone to help me with that. Now I've started working on like self-help and all this other stuff. And then I started going to events because with that, I have people that are same level as me, so we can kind of go together. I have people that are a little bit higher than me that can ask questions and people I can help. And I think you need all three of them in your life. I think you need to be reaching down to help people and not down like in a negative sense, but hey, five years ago, I know where I was at. I was on food stamps. I was working a dead end job, driving Uber to pay the bills. And now I have a podcast called the 150K Podcast because I've cracked one code. I know what I have to do over and over again to, you know, break that 100K barrier, which a lot of people deal with. Same thing. Now I can help people lift them up, but I'm nowhere near what maybe in someone else's mind is super huge. But here's, I think, the kicker, and I, I think you agree with me on it. I don't have to be a millionaire to be happy. I need to be happy with where I'm at and what I can do for my family to whatever level of work and time and effort I want to put into it. And that's the thing I think people miss. Because I think they get too caught up in, well, this person did that, or that person does this, and they keep judging themselves instead of saying, hey, you know what, Paul, I already did this. I've, my family got to go on two trips this year. I have food. I'm doing well. You know, I mean, if you're over 100000 a year, you're in the top 10% in the world. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you have money in your bank account, you're richer than I think 98% of the, the planet, right? If you have, yeah. if they say that the average American would be bankrupted by a bill of $500 or more, you know? So, it, you know, we, we, we have this thing of like, we, 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 again, it's comparison and this is, this is social media. There's a lot of stuff that goes into this. Like why, why it's, you know, people are t- talking about private jets, like who the hell takes a private jet? But you would think just looking at Instagram that everyone does, right? Yeah, it's like, like hundreds of people every week. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. It's, it's this weird, it's this weird thing, but it's it's exactly like you just said. It's like, we can find happiness in, in so much less things, right? Our family. And one of my clients had a great thing that he told me that I really loved. And, you know, I, he, you know, every day I ask my clients to do gratitude because I think gratitude is a super powerful tool. And my client, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here. I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but this is a couple, a couple uh, months ago towards the end of uh, 2021. He basically said, you know, I'm grateful for my growth and that I've learned to compare myself to 
my past and how far I've come rather than the future and how far I have to go. And that really, that really is it, right? Because I, I, I say this to my clients all the time. Every, every client interaction I have, every call, like I do, you know, coaching calls and every coaching call that starts the same way. It goes, tell me a win. And I always say, tell me what went, went good since the last time we talked. Tell me something you're happy about, something you're proud of, right? I, want some, I always want to start off with positivity. And almost without failure, people will start with, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, oh, I closed a really big deal and, or I had a meeting with my business partner and it went well, or I, I worked out all five times this week, or I meal prepped, or I, I got more sleep, whatever. But then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden we're still on wins, but, but then, you know, I, I slept seven hours, five nights, but then oh, on Saturday, I only got four hours of sleep. Oh, what, well, I was, I actually worked out five days this week, but I said I was going to get six. And I didn't get the six. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like all I asked you for was the win. Yeah. You know, and like, oh, but all of a sudden the negativity starts coming in and it's like, you can always find a way to do better. That's a, mm -hmm. that's a game that you can never win. Right. If I, if I, if, if, if what I'm asking is where could I improve that never ends, you can, because again, a, a billionaire wants to be a, a, a trillionaire, <laughs> right? yeah. like the guy with 10 cars wants 12. So it's like, if we're playing that game, we're automatically setting ourselves up for failure. Whereas if I can just appreciate what I have appreciate mm -hmm. how far I, I've come, appreciate, again, my beautiful family, appreciate the growth that I've already, appreciate the fact that I have the ability, like you said, to now reach down and help others up in a, in a good way and, and, yeah. and, and spread love and show it. It's like, that's something that I can be proud of. And it doesn't, I don't have to do more to do that. It's, it's being happy with what I already have. But when I say that, I also say like, that doesn't mean that I don't want to strive for more. That doesn't mean that I have to become complacent and, and, and just, and just sit there and like, no, not, not at all. Like I can want for more, but still be happy with where I am. That's the difference. It's like, there's a difference between needing more to be happy and being happy right where I am, but still striving for more because I know that I have more impact to make on this world. Right. And I know mm -hmm. that with more money, with, with bigger reach, with a bigger podcast, with a bigger audience that I can impact more lives. So I feel the need to go out and do that, but that doesn't mean that what I have right now isn't amazing. Yeah. Well, it's like being content with where you are, still having your plans, your visions, what you want to do, but still making sure you're making room to help others as well. It's kind of, and I, I don't always like this phrase, but it kind of makes sense. It's the journey. I get that. And I love that it's the journey, but I don't like it in the way they do it. Cause sometimes you'll be like, it's the journey. You should love the journey. You know, that the, the person saying right. it doesn't love the journey. No, right. Be happy in what you do. Love well help other people and always try to be better, but don't beat yourself up. I love that right. you said that. Cause I think a lot of people run into that. Like Paul, what's a win. And then, like you said, they give you a win and then they have to like, Oh, but I didn't do that. That's crazy. Right. They have to, they have to, they have to like preface and they don't even realize they're doing it. I'm like, that's why I always stop them. Like you realize like we're, we're, we're going to get to that, that, that point we do talk about stuff. Like I always get to your struggles as well. I just want to start with wins. I'm like, well, why are you jumping right to that? Why, why can you not, you literally have a, like, a physiological aversion to just being positive. And this is not any one person. I'm telling you, this is hundreds and hundreds of people over, over many years. It's just, it just happens every time like clockwork. And it's because again, I mean, this is physiological. This is psychological. We have a negativity bias. We err towards the negative things. It's a protectionary mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, you get too, you get too complacent, you get too soft, you get to, you're lounging out in the sun and that's when a tiger eats you, right? Yeah. So you gotta, <laughs> you always gotta protect yourself, you know? And like that, that makes sense. But again, we're not, we don't live in that world anymore. And that's why it's breaking down. I call this evolutionary mismatch, right? Where we have evolved to survive in a certain way. And in the last hundred years, technology has far outpaced our evolution. And that has left us in a very precarious place where we have all of these defense mechanisms like negativity bias, 
like eat as many calories as you can, right? That was, that's mm-hmm. a defense mechanism, right? We, if you're, if you're a, a, a hunter gatherer in the Serengeti 10,000 years ago, and you came across a berry bush, you need to scarf down all those berries because it's like, you don't know you when don't the know next when berry you need bush to get. is going to yeah. right? But now when Uber Eats will deliver via drone an Oreo to my mouth while I sit on the couch and watch Netflix, it's like, I, I don't really, I don't think that that's a as that's, big deal yeah. for me, you know? Yeah. It, so it's it, a lot of this stuff, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just crazy how how life has changed and we've progressed, but some of the same instincts and stuff that have been ingrained in us for, like you said, thousands of years, it doesn't like you can't just change it overnight. What are some ways or some ideas people who maybe they're they they lean even more negative and all? How do you help people get out of that type of or maybe not help us right word, but like guide them out of that type of uh mindset. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, it's like I said, the first place I start, this is the first place I start all my clients because I think it's that important. And it's, again, it's small things. There is no one set of like, okay, let's just turn this on and it's good. But things like having a gratitude practice, right? Mm -hmm. Having a journal practice affirmations, right? If you, if you can see, I don't know if people can watch this video, but you see it right behind me. I have a whiteboard. I have whiteboards. I have sticky notes all over my room or just Mm -hmm. things. And like, I read this stuff every day. Not that I think that reading an affirmation is going to change my life. Not that a vision board, if I put a Ferrari on my vision board is going to change anything. That's not the point. The point is that again, our brain inherently errs towards negativity, right? Like I just said, you're, you're going to think positive and it's going to go right to negative. It's, this is an evolutionary mechanism. If I want to have at least a fighting chance to beat that, Mm -hmm. I need to overload and overwhelm that with positivity. Yeah. Right. Meaning saying gratitudes every morning when I wake up every, every night, when I go to sleep, every morning, when I wake up, the first thing I do, I have built this habit. The first thing I do, when I touch my feet on the floor, I say, today is going to be a great day. That's just the first word out loud every day. So it comes out of my mouth. When mm-hmm. I do my meditation, I stand in front of this whiteboard. That's my, this is my daily affirmations. And I read that out loud. Again, this is not magic, but this is programming my subconscious yeah. mind to be the type of person who thinks and believes this stuff, because we all have an instance where we can make a choice. And this happens subconsciously, right? Say you're driving down the street and someone rear ends you. Okay. In that moment, you have a decision to make, and this is not a conscious decision. This is a subconscious decision. It can either be this, the same accident. You're, you're fine. It's not, it's not no injuries or anything like that, but it can be what the fuck I'm going to be late for work. This asshole. Now I have to call my insurance. Now I have to do this. Bah, 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 mm-hmm. You ruined my day. Boom. Or it can be, wow. I can't believe everyone, thank goodness everyone's safe. That could have been so much worse. Yep. Everyone makes mistakes. This guy probably didn't see me, whatever else. Same instance, the same accident. One, I go very negative. One, I go very positive. Again, this is not a conscious decision that I'm going to make. This is very subconscious. And in Mm -hmm. that moment, how does my brain know which direction to go? It knows via my previous decisions, via the rest of my life. So if my whole life, I've been the negative guy who's fuck this and screw that. I'm sorry. Am I allowed to curse on here? Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. good. No worries. No worries. (laughs) Whatever this and that, that, whatever, then I'm going to go the negative route. Mm -hmm. And that's what most people are going to go because that is again, our inherent biology. If I do, if I want to be the guy that goes the positive route and I haven't been that person doing wrong, some people are more positive Mm -hmm. just being born that way. I wasn't again, I'm a New Yorker. I'm from Brooklyn. I curse a lot. I'm like, I'm just like, you know, get out of my way type of stuff. I want to rewrite that. So every morning when I wake up today is going to be a great day. Every morning I read my affirmations every morning. I do. I'm doing my things. When I journal, I write my gratitude, all this stuff. 
for one year, for two years, for 10 years. And then finally one day when I get rear-ended, I'm going to be the other guy. I'm going to be mm-hmm. the guy who goes, wow, thankfully uh, everyone's okay. I'm so glad because I've trained my brain that there's positive instead of negative all the time. So it's not about, oh, okay, like just again, just say an affirmation and everything's going to be, you know, sunshine and Skittles are going to fall, fall out of the sky. It's <laughs> right, not about right. that. It's not about put things on a vision board and now like everything becomes right. It's about the fact that we are so inherently negative. If I want to have at least a chance of being positive, I need to overload and overload and overload myself with positivity. And I do that again, gratitude, affirmations, journaling, all these little tools that you can do that are super easy and free and all the time. Also my phone, if you uh, my phone background is like an affirmation. I have an app that gives me affirmations every day. So it's just like little things like that that are programming my subconscious brain at all times. Which is good. And I think what people need to remember is you're being intentional either way. It's just how are you being intentional? Because a lot of times people are like, oh, no, I'm not. I just let life happen. Well, you're choosing to let life happen. Hmm. You know, if you want to better yourself, be positive level up, mature, whatever. You have to be intentional with what you're doing. Same thing. Like if you're dating someone, you have to be mm-hmm. intentional, go talk to them and interact with them. Um, it, it, it's, yeah. it's intriguing to see how life has changed, but it's still so the same. Right. I love that. I love that word intentional. I think that that, that really is everything. And, and I would say it's about being in the, the driver's seat of life or the passenger seat of life. And it's exactly, as you just said, like not making a choice is, is a choice right? Mm-hmm. Not being intentional is, is an, is an intent. And it's funny. Cause that's a very, it's a very stoic, you know, like you read, I read a lot of uh, Buddhism and stoicism and things like that. And like, we talk about how crazy life is now, but it's like, these are the same problems people dealt with a thousand years ago, 5,000 years ago, the same Marcus Aurelius was writing in meditations about this stuff. You know, Lao Tzu was writing in, in, in the art of war about this stuff. You know, it's the same stuff because again, we go back to, this is human stuff. This is yep. just human stuff. And for, until Jeff Bezos figures out a way to turn us into cyborgs, you know, we're going to be dealing with this stuff. <laughs> and that's why I think it's so important. And that's why, again, I don't have to talk about fitness. I don't have to talk about business. I can just talk about human. Mm-hmm. And then you can take that and, and you can put that into whatever, whatever capsule that you want to put it into. Yeah. Well, and it's just the human experience. I think people try to compartmentalize things because it's easier for them, but it's all interconnected. Your fitness, your business, your relationships, your life, how you respond, what you feed into your brain, it's all interconnected. So what other words of wisdom would you want to leave my listeners as we kind of wrap this one up? Words of wisdom. I don't know. That's a tough, it's a tough one. Um, I, well, so something I've been thinking about, we're recording this it's the first, second week of January and I try to start every year with a, with a word for my, my intention for the work for the year in 2021, my word was consistency, um, because I think consistency is everything. And this year for 2022, my word is integrity and integrity in that I want to be, I want to showcase integrity in everything I do in my interactions with my clients in my, in my, my business and my podcast and, and everything that I do. Right. But more so integrity to myself, my word to myself. I told you every morning when I wake up, I do my affirmations. I also write, uh, uh, I write out my values. And, and one of the things that I write every morning is I always do what I say I will do. Mm-hmm. 
So that to me is integrity of keeping my word to myself. So if I say it, I do it. And if I don't want to do it, then I won't commit to it. And that is just the guiding light, the guiding principle that I want to live my life. And the reason I bring this up now is because this is, again, this is everything. If you don't want to lose weight, that's okay. Don't be the person who says, I'm going to do it and then not do it. Because what that does is, again, sends a message to your subconscious brain that I'm someone who does not keep my word to myself. Right. I'm going to wake up tomorrow at 6 a.m. This is why when I when I do work, when I work with my clients, I have a morning routine that I give everyone. The first thing I put on the morning routine, I don't care what time you wake up. I'm not saying you have to wake up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. What I am saying is wake up with no snooze because mm -hmm. a snooze is saying exactly that, that I'm lying to myself. I told myself I was going to wake up at 6 a.m. Oops, just kidding. 607. Oops, just kidding. 614. If you want to wake up at 614, that's fine. Just set the, your alarm for that time. Yep. Just don't be the person who snoozes eight times. Because again, what you're sent, you're sending a signal to yourself saying that nah, yeah, my, the, the decision I made was not that important. If I make a decision, I stick to it and I act on it. Right. And it, it can, it might seem silly. Like it's just my alarm. It's just one snooze, but it's, it sets a principle. It sets a precedent. If I tell someone the thing is going to be emailed to you by tonight, I email it by tonight. If I can't do it, then I can't do it. But the point is that I want to be honest with other people and honest with myself, because again, fast forward to now I want to, there's a goal that I'm trying to set, like starting a new fitness routine. And I say, I'm going to work out three times this week. I'm going to work out Monday night. It's going to be the first time. Then I get home from work on Monday, tired, long day, business calls went blah, 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 blah. My brain now has a decision. Do I go and work out or not? What's it going to do? It's going to check the tape. The tape says I made a promise. What have I done in every other instance where I ever made a promise before? Yep. If I've always been the person who's every time I make a promise, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. I'll do it tomorrow. Then guess what? goes right on that list. Not that big of a deal. I'll do it tomorrow. But if I'm the type of person who always keeps my word always to everyone else and always to myself, my brain goes, this must be important. I made this promise and I'm going to keep it. And I, that's how I become the person who keeps my word to myself and who does the things that I say I'm going to do. And I love that because you stack wins that way. Mm -hmm. Like you stack little wins to begin with so that when it becomes important, even mm -hmm. more important, you level up on it. Where can people find you at, Paul? Uh, yeah, for sure. So my podcast is called the Healthy Happy Human Podcast. And most of what I do is on Facebook and Instagram. You can just at me at any social media. It's just my name at Paul Levitin, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, and I have a podcast, I mean, it's a podcast, a Facebook community called the Healthy Happy Human Academy, where I do a lot of uh, trainings every week and just a lot of stuff like this. If you like hearing talks like this, this is the type of stuff I love to talk about. So come check me out on Facebook, check out my Instagram or my podcast is where I'm most active. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you being here, man. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And thank you all for listening and uh, share this episode with a friend, someone that needs to hear this. And until next time, I'm Joe Graham with the 150K podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Be legendary, be great, but most importantly, be you and be happy with that.